<laughs> uh, we're live. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Divi Chat, episode number 198. Uh, and tonight's topic is going to be talk we're going to be talking about core web vitals. May or yeah, in your world, as Google lines us all up for their May algorithm update. What are you doing about it? Uh, are you frightened that you and your customer sites uh, are going to be uh, sent into a tailspin with their rankings because of uh, all of the news that Google's been talking about uh, now making uh, website uh, LCP, FID, and CLS uh, rankings? How are you going to deal with it? Uh, if you don't care, tell us why you don't care. If you do care, tell us why you care. Is this big brother Google trying to shake things up again or actually a real drive to improve websites overall? So let's start by just introducing all of our panelists this evening. And we'll start off by heading down under to Australia <laughs> and Sarah. Hey guys, Sarah Oates here from Endure Web Studios. It's a and miracle Jordan, that I'm awake. Sarah, it's gone again. <laughs> oh no, I hear. Oh. Oh. I hear Are you. you. Hearing me okay? I can't hear Stephanie either. Uh -oh. oh, I think that's oh, mine. I'll just Excellent. keep talking. I'll Can just keep talking. Me? No, we can't. We can hear you, um, but you can't. We can hear you, but you can hear us. <laughs> I'll slack him. I don't know if I should be talking or not. Yeah, you could keep going, Sarah. Okay. Uh, well, I well you, I mean, I'm Sarah Oates from Enjoy Web Studios. You and can they can hear me. each other. Oh, that's great. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, stand by. Just stop talking, Mike. Like, Just stop <laughs> talking. Should I mute him? Uh, yeah, do it. We'll just introduce ourselves. Mm -hmm. Sounds just completely gone here. Okay. Go ahead, Sarah. Okay. <laughs> so, Sarah Oates, Endure Web Studios. It's 7 a.m. here. I am slowly waking up. Um, you can catch me at endure.com.au, Endure Web on the socials, um, and, yeah, that's it. Yay, good to be here, and our time zone should finally stay the same uh, for the next few months, so that'll be a nice thing. That will be a nice thing. Can you, you want to go next, Tim? Yes, I will happily go Great next. news, we can hear you. There we go. No. <laughs> uh, hey, everyone, Tim Streifler here. I'm broadcasting from San Clemente, California, and you can find me online at divilife.com where i have all of my divi plugins and child themes and tutorials and layouts and wpgears.com where i have the divi business expert course with my pal david uh so yeah apologies everyone for the technical details we're using a new platform to live stream and we're still ironing out the kinks uh, we are. So, I mean, it was awesome yeah. last week. We got lots of good feedback. Hey, I know. I feel like really this well is just and... Mike's speaker gone bad. His <laughs> <laughs> AirPods have gone wrong. Yeah, it could uh, be. Uh, <laughs> you, was that all your? Was that your intro, Tim? That was my intro. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm Stephanie Hudson. Everybody, nice to see you all here this week once again. Um, we're glad to have Tim back. He was not here with us last week, so that's great. And I am here rep and focus WP as always, uh, where we help agencies and freelancers grow by doing the stuff they love and outsourcing the stuff that they don't love. So you can check us out focuswp.co or in the Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz, which is where we spend a lot of our time. Um, so, okay. Oh, there's a little chat from Mike. He's got, yeah, poor guy. He's still struggling. So I'll just take the reins for a minute until he's back in action. Uh, he's, um, it's like he's in timeout right now because he misbehaved. <laughs> and so, so I think uh, first and foremost, what we have to do tackling a topic like core web vitals get a definition strifler you ready you knew this was coming oh. right <laughs> <laughs> you've got lots of definitions coming today all those acronyms i Gary. know <laughs> oh are you googling right now <laughs> no, I'm, I'm this was Mike's topic, and he's the expert. I'm here. I, mean, I'm I, here. I know generally oh, wait, I'm not really Mike, speak with authority. Mike, can you hear us now? I can. I can. I can hear you now. <gasps> Hallelujah! We got Ooh. it. That's great news. Welcome back. We did the intros. It's back to you Excellent. now. Excellent. Excellent. 
Okay, so um, thank you for uh, your intros, even though I didn't hear any of them. <laughs> oh, they <laughs> were amazing. I've got a rough amazing. idea. Of yeah, what I bet. You're into. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we were going to. Um, Tim was about to do some def defining. I, I. Uh, he doesn't want to. You don't want to do the defining tonight, Tim. Mm -hmm. I, he want I, to. I, I would prefer if you did the defining tonight. Okay. So let's just. Uh, let's just Why am I saying tonight? It's not nighttime now. where I'm at. It's oh, it's okay. <laughs> <You're> good. <laughs> <laughs> it's two in the afternoon. It went very dark here, very dark. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about Google um, Core Web Vitals and what Google are trying to achieve. Um, they're trying to create fantastic experiences for everybody uh, when they visit any website. And there's three main parts of Google Core Web Vitals. One is the LCP, which stands for Largest Contentful Paint. So this is the yeah. largest. Just get your Scrabble tiles ready for this I know, show. Everybody. This is going to be good fun. Good fun. Um, and basically, it's it's the largest. Um, it's usually the largest image that you're going to be um, showing on your website. Um, it usually picks that one and says, "Okay, this this is your largest image. This is the largest contentful paint than when it tries to load it." Um, the next one is the first input delay. So if you think about um, the time it takes for your website to become actually usable. So it's actually measuring this. It's looking at it and it's saying, OK, your website is now usable after a certain period. So it'll give you scores on all of these. It gives you a green for good, a sort of amber for needs improvement and a red for poor. And you'll be able to see these core web vitals in your search console if your website is uh, got quite a bit of traffic. You'll find with a lot of the sites that maybe are sort of smaller sites where there's not so much traffic, you won't be able to see those core web vitals. The last one, and this is the one that um, I've seen an awful lot of people trying to attempt to look at, is CLS, which stands for Cumulative Layout Shift. So when you go to a website, and the website's filled with ads. And as you start to load the website and you think, oh, I know what it is I need. I need to go to here. And you start to scroll, boom, ad comes up. Uh, the whole layout starts to shift around. Google's trying to stop that from happening. It's trying to make web designers, um, web developers better, create these better experiences and saying, okay, well, why don't you just make sure that you've reserved that space for that ad? for that image. So if you reserve that space, you put that in um, on the right-hand side, and then you see the ad come up, um, then you've got, you're, you're creating a much, much better experience for people. And then you're going to find that people's experience of your website is going to be a lot, lot easier, a lot quicker, and less frustration. We all get that frustration when we go onto a website and certain things happen that we didn't expect. And Google's trying to um, penalize, it's going to penalize websites that are like that, but we don't know how much. So it's going to be very, very interesting um, and see what happens in May. Hey, Mike, yeah, I'm going to do great. something mm. that we don't normally do here. Mm. And I am going to put up a uh, an image and we will link this in the show notes so that you guys can see it. If you are watching, you'll be able to see it. Um, and it's just going to be about what Mike is talking about right now. Um, so what this is, is a graphic that comes straight from Google and it shows the seven primary search signals for page experience. I don't know what all signals it takes in 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 total but yeah. of the seven things um the, the core web vitals are the three that mike just said and it's it's like the way they say them you know cumulative layout shift and first input it's not it's not natural phrasing for us i think i've been hearing largest contentful paint the most of any of them so that one's starting oh, to be more familiar but but anyway, th to see these, it sort of, this graphic helped me anyway. So again, uh, check the show notes, but um, you can also, if you just Google Core Web Vitals, this is the chart that I found on several um, blog articles and it, it's right on the, the Google website as well in the in the support. So um, I don't know, anybody yeah. wanna still keep looking at this? 
So yeah, yeah, I mean, you can, might as well leave it up for a little bit. Um, yeah. I think is for those who don't know, Google tries and does a decent job of, of controlling the internet and the future of the internet. And so uh, because Google is the largest search engine by far, basically they can put in different uh, search signals in place to basically sway what people do in the future. Uh, and so basically G Google's like, hey, you know what? We want everyone to have secure websites we want everyone to, to use HTTPS. That's not going to be a ranking factor where, or, or, or potentially you won't rank as high if you don't have HTTPS. And so, and so then everyone's like, all right, let's go get HTTPS. And so that's kind of what they're doing here is, hey, yeah. it's not just about a fast website. Like they've, they've made it clear that they care about page speed for a long time. That's nothing new. But now it, this kind of goes beyond just a fast loading website. And this goes into kind of the deeper area of, of user experience when it comes to loading a web page. Because yes, a fast website is like huge for user experience, but this kind of takes it a step further. And it's like, okay, well, it's not just how fast a total website, but how fast does that first, that large content paint? How long does that take? And then um, is there like crazy layout shifts? Because we've been on, like Mike described, we've been on those websites where layout shifts around and stuff and it's disorienting and it's a bad user experience. And so Google is basically saying like, hey, we're going to start penalizing websites that uh, don't have good experiences with these core web vitals. And so it's kind of their way of saying like, let's make a better internet and using their power, which Let's be honest, they have a lot of it. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Determine what, what everyone does. And I um, think what's I think what tends to happen with all of that as well is that as soon as you start looking into this in detail and you start running um, certain audits, you run you might run a GT metrics um, on your website and that'll give you some information about how well you're doing. If you're you you've also got the uh, lighthouse audit within Chrome. And also, if you're running Chrome as well, you can actually add the Chrome extension, Core Web Vitals, to your Chrome browser and just load up a website and then click on the extension. And you can see where your, uh, how it's ranked. Um, but that all that does, that extension, is just give you an idea of where your cumulative layout shift might be, um, how long it's taken um, for the largest contentful pane. Um, it just gives you like statistics and some imagery of the cumulative layout shift. It doesn't tell you how to, to sort it out, um, but it does give you an idea of, of, of where that might, uh, where your score is coming from. So you can accurately go through it. And uh, my, my question to uh, anybody in uh, on our chat tonight and is, is, are you starting to look at this? Are your, are your customers starting to look at it? Are they, uh, engaging with you on this? Are they asking you questions about it? Have you had that conversation with them where somebody's whispered in their ear? It might have been the classic um, spam email that they've had through saying, are you ready for Core Web Vitals? And they're like asking you the question, are you ready for Core Web Vitals? And then we're like, yeah, yeah, I'm, we are very ready for Core Web Vitals. Thank <laughs> you very much. Hastily right-click, inspect. Go Google. Yeah. Google yes. it real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, Andy has a comment that I'm going to throw up here. It's going to block Sarah. No offense, Sarah. Uh, he says, LCP. Andy is just one name. It's like Madonna. And mm. LCP gets rid of those annoying hero sliders that people love for some reason. CLS, again, that's the cumulative layout, layout shift. shift. It just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> CLS gets rid of those annoying in-your-face pop-ups. And FID, which is the first input delay, helps with technical gimmicks, gimmicks sorry, that slow you down. So that was a really interesting, that was an educational comment. Good Thank breakdown. you, Andy. Yeah, it is a good yeah. breakdown showing where they're all, where the things are coming from. Yeah. I so think when it comes to it, like it, it's not, it's a big deal. They're trying to head us in the right direction, but it's not really that much of a big direction shift from where we've already been like we've already known that it's really important to have a good fast website but it's the same thing as like https like surely you guys are still getting clients who come along who don't have an ssl certificate like 
it takes businesses a really long time to catch up with the stuff from five years ago, let alone, you know, what's about to come out next month. So I think some clients are going to freak out about it, but they were the ones who were going to freak out about SSL certificates when that first came out. And I think the important thing is for us to just calm down a little bit and know that it's coming and it is going to have an impact, but you're not going to, well, I don't know because I'm not, you know, I'm not in on what Google says, but it's unlikely you're just going to bottom out. Like if you look at what, how other really big companies, how their core web vitals are doing, they're not fabulous. So the whole of the internet has to catch up and that's going to take a really long time for the whole of the internet to catch up. Google isn't saying, we're going to wipe you out of existence because you're not under exactly 2.5 seconds for the first paint, uh, for largest content paint, what a thing. It, they're not going to wipe you out from existence. Everybody has to catch up. So as long as you're catching up as quick or quicker than what everybody else is catching up, I think it's not going to be that big of a deal. And yes, you're going to have some clients come to you and maybe this is a great business opportunity. I I would highly recommend that you don't just fix stuff for your maintenance clients for free because you'll spend all your time doing that. Um, But I do think that we are going to have a flurry of some clients coming to us who say, I've run my website through Page Insight Speeds. Why didn't you build it better? I do think we're going to have that. Um, And we're going to have some unhappy clients and maybe you want to polish up your your um speech on being able to say well that wasn't a thing then when we built your website (laughs) your website is fast it was meeting the requirements at the time but the requirements have changed and we're going to have to modify that but that's going to take time and you're going to need to pay for that (laughs) so it's going to be an awkward conversation with a lot of clients moving forward but I think our job is to help people not freak out and help them know it's okay and it's okay if it takes us a little bit of time yes it's happening in a month's time but it's not like you know it's not like the world is going to fall out maybe the world's going to fall out for some clients and maybe you want to think ahead for those ones and maybe give them a heads up and be the one who's ahead of the game but for the ones who aren't particularly ranking anyway maybe it's not going to impact them if it takes them six months or a year to deal with this yeah no that's a really good point uh with because google's has hundreds of ranking signals and we're not going to be talking about seo today directly but like this is just one thing so i kind of like what sarah said use it as an opportunity for your clients to you know get paid work uh but then also like think of it from like a a seo perspective don't think of it as something that's going to wipe you out but think of it more as an opportunity because it's like hey this is like low-hanging yeah. fruit. Like this isn't rocket science to do, you know, figure out what you need to do. And then, uh, you know, for your own website or your clients, and then this can give you that edge over your competitors or your clients' competitors in the search engines. Because like, yeah, like Sarah said, it's not going to wipe anyone out most likely, but it might all of a sudden start seeing, oh, this competitor is now ranking above because they've done the extra stuff. Uh, to make sure that they're they're hitting all of these core web vitals with good scores. And so, uh, yeah, it's not going to make or break, but it could be the difference between ranking, you know, number two or number three on the page, you know, against your competitor. So it's like, why would you not want to do it? It's an opportunity. It's low hanging fruit. It's can be tricky to learn. But once you figure out what you need to do to to score well, then it's it's pretty low hanging fruit, in my opinion. Totally. Scott Tambling is in the chat on YouTube and he says uh, that his clients haven't mentioned it, but he's been digging in. He's looking deeper and he's found some big issues on some sites. But then he says, word to the wise, stay away from the speed optimization experts on Fiverr. So yeah. I don't even, <laughs> even want to know a what whole load of stuff up. So we had yeah. a we yeah. had a client um, in the last month. Um, and this was part of the reason I thought it would be a good good topic for for us was that they'd come to us and they'd had another agency approach them um, and basically saying, you know, uh, your website needs attention. Uh, you need to get onto your web developer. And so, again, without really that, they're not really interested. A lot of people are not really interested in in actually running it themselves and understanding it themselves somebody's told them that their website could be faster and it's and 
and that they're not scoring as high as they should be. So you may have run that um, you may have run that website through GT Metrics before GT Metrics changed, and it was around about I think it was a mid 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 last year that GT Metrics changed from um, their traditional um, giving you a percentage score for say uh, your uh, your website load and then your what they called the Y slow speed. Mm -hmm. uh, which is all the same metrics. These were still the same metrics that were still being used. But what they did now, uh, they did was they changed over to the sort of using Google's Lighthouse and then just showing you, um, again, just giving you that idea of, of the LCP, the FID and the CLS. And then what they're uh, now showing you is obviously you can go deeper into it. It's still the same information. It's the same information that was given before. It'll be things like, Render blocking resources, um, deferring JavaScript and CSS. We've all seen these things. There are plenty of plugins out there that will enable you to do this on your on your website if you haven't already started using them. A lot of hosting even supply um, plugins that um, go with their hosting that do do some of these things. Uh, removing unused CSS. That's always a really good one. And, and anybody that's used uh, a combination of, say, something like W3 Total Cache and, say, Auto Optimize, um, where it calculates the CSS that you're going to use on the page. Asset Cleanup's another good plugin where you can you you can actually stop some scripts from actually running. So you you can really go through a whole load of uh, optimization that will comply, help you comply with these audits. So it isn't. It's, it's about getting that overall score as well. So there's two things you need to be really well aware of. One is the desktop score, which for some reason, everybody gets still gets very, very excited about the desktop score before they look at the, the mobile score. And the mobile <laughs> score is what Google have been talking about for ages. Mobile first. If you look on your search consoles, you'll be seeing people say, uh, uh, Google say, we have now enabled your site for mobiles uh, first indexing. So that's that message. They have, they've been talking about this message for years. Um, it's come true. Everybody's out and about on their mobiles, obviously less so in the last um, the last 12 months, but we'll try to get to They're just in their mobiles now, though. Yes. They're yes. still on them. Yes, they are. The thing that uh, annoys me about that, though, is... Like, I, I get it, and it's really important, and it's a really good thing that mobile first now, and I think I just heard that they're going to completely, like, block you out if you only have desktop. Like, if you're not mobile friendly, you're outdoor kind of thing. So that's a great thing. But the thing that I don't love and I wish they would do differently is I think that they should have a thing where if most of your users are on desktop, then they should prioritise that. And if most of your users are on mobile, they should prioritise that. Because, like, this is just my little bugbear. But, I like, agree. for example, my website is m very much more desktop than it is mobile, for example. And I think there is a number of websites that it makes more sense for them to be on desktop because that's where people are going to be when they're using it. So that should be the best experience. But yeah. if people are mostly going to be on their mobile, then that needs to be the best experience. It, like, I get that they can't just do everything and they can't kind of optimise for all different things, but... I don't know. It just it bugs me a little bit when yeah it's when like they say site, it has it? to be mobile. Yeah, yeah. If you're I, gonna I look like Sorry, two separate indexes almost because I've noticed with my own stuff because I'm the same way. My my traffic yeah. is like hugely desktop. I forget the percentages, but it's like very small percentages is mobile and tablet because I'm selling products to web designers that are on their computer. Yeah. You can't build, really build a website very well on a mobile phone. <laughs> Um, however, I've noticed that with ranking, uh, sometimes uh, I rank differently on mobile Google search versus desktop Google search, which to me, that makes sense because it's like people that yeah. are going to favor desktop because that's where their customers are, are, are searching, then they're not going to really care. But there is the mobile index as well. So it's like, okay, to me, that makes the most sense because it's like, yeah, yeah don't penalize you overall if you don't have a good mobile experience, if you don't yep. care about mobile traffic. But then, yeah, you'll miss out if there are people searching on mobile. Yep. Absolutely. And it wouldn't surprise me if somehow it like that desktop part of it drops out at some point because 
they're saying they're prioritizing mobile first, like everyone's kind of switching over. It just wouldn't surprise me if we end up in that realm where they're just like, well, we used to have two, but now we just have one and it's just yeah. desktop. I mean, it's just mobile. And, and you, I it, guess lose, we'll it loses so much of the fun factor as well, doesn't it? Because <laughs> if you look at it, uh, uh, if you're interested in booking a photographer, are you going to book a photographer based on the, the photographs that you see on a mobile phone or are you going to go and have a look at all the amazing photographs that they've created and you're going to look at it on a nice large you know, screen uh, where you can have a look at those photographs and you can say, actually, I really like that one. Or are you going to sit there on a little tiny, tiny device uh, with a yeah. limited size screen? You're not going to get the the full breadth of the, the picture, the depth of it. Um, and so I totally agree. And it's it's kind of a little bit narrow minded just to go down the road of saying, you know, it's mobile first and, and that's it. But that's that's what they're judging. Um, yeah. That's what they're judging these sites on. Um, and it's also really interesting going back to uh, what we we're talking earlier about SSL certificates as well, because um, <laughs> I always thought um, that once that when that came out, that we would see anyone would never make page one without having an SSL certificate. I thought this is going to be, you know, how much waiting are they actually going to put on this? And I still see sites, I still come across sites that have got no evidence of any SSL certificate whatsoever. And they're ranking yeah. number one for a keyword or a long tail keyword. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it, there's, there's something just, you can see other people trying really, really hard. They, they're, going through it all they're saying right we know there's 200 different things that google are ranking our site for and we, we're really trying to, to to achieve those goals so when google come out and they say we we're, we're not just talking about lcp cls and fid anymore this is this is core web vitals are going to be a really really important part of a ranking factor and it's coming soon we're pushing it out there then they they need to kind of put the money where the mouth is a little bit, I think, and just sort of help, not only help people, which they do, there's an enormous amount of information about it all. Um, and there's also a lot of free tools that you can use. Uh, but at the same time, we need to see the evidence that that's happening. So uh, just sidetracking a little bit, you've all been on Google My Business and you've seen all of those um, businesses that are completely contravening Google My Business and putting sorry, in things like what, Mike? so what they're doing is contravening contravening what they're doing is that they're putting in uh not just the name of their business which is what they're supposed to do they'll oh, put their keywords in at the beginning like want a great new website and then the name of their business and that's mm -hmm. goes against google my business's policies and and you see people turning up for that and so I have to have conversations with people. They're saying, well, they're doing it. So why can't we do it? And I say, well, you can report it. But again, I think what's happened in the last 12 months, particularly with Google and the and, uh, pandemic, we all saw that um, there was a lot of um, they weren't able to keep up with the updates. They weren't able to provide the support. They didn't have the uh, support teams in place that they um, and every time we even went to Google and asked them about things, they said, sorry, we're not even getting around to that at the moment. So it's going to be very interesting, I think, in the next next couple of months or so, just what effect this does have. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, that's a generally a good rule of thumb with anything SEO related. Just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean you should, because the the long arm of the law, which is Google, like may be coming down on that competitor at some point. But yeah, I think it like it with with Mike mentioning uh, sites with uh, with no SSL certificate still ranking for for top, you know, keywords in their, in their industry and stuff. I think it just goes to show again, just to reemphasize that HTTPS, SSL, these core web vitals, these are all just one of hundreds of, yeah. of ranking factors that Google looks at. And so the, uh, they're all weighted differently and they don't really tell us how much they're weighted and, and no one knows the exact formula. And so that's why like, yes, do all these things, but at the end of the day, like have really great content because if yeah. you have really great content, like 
and and it's better than everyone else out there that that's in the same niche you're going to outrank your competitors because the content yeah. is better and people like it more and therefore people will start linking to it more even if your website's super slow you don't have an ssl certificate and you don't have all these things with the core web vitals i'm not saying yeah. go do those things like at all again i, I think they're low-hanging fruit they're not hard um, but at the end of the day, if it, when it comes to ranking in the search engines, really great content is what yeah. is what really matters. And that's what, what Google wants is they want to give the searcher the best content possible, yeah. but they also want to give the user the best experience possible. But like when push comes to shove, the content will, will always win. Yeah, it's, I think uh, people think, uh, like forget that Google... Like, although Google, it's all technical and we all think of Google as the bad guy, Google's what gives us our business. And ultimately, Google's trying to make money. And the way that Google makes money is by serving up something that will make you want to keep coming back to them. So ultimately, all they're trying to do is give people a really good experience because then they make more money. Like, it is all about them making money, right? But mm -hmm. for them to make money, they are going to serve us up if we help them make money by giving the person a really good experience where the website loads fast, where that person doesn't have to sit around forever waiting to be able to click on a button, where it's going to have a safe, secure environment where they can make a purchase. Like that's all they're trying to do is give people a good experience. So as long as you are focusing on your website, having a really good experience for the user, then that's the good place to start. I think this stuff is further down the list and yes, it's important. And yes, at some point it might become even more important, but at the moment our job is to help people not freak out too much if they go and look at their score and, you know, suddenly freak out. That's yeah. the I mean, it, it's a, it's a Google world and we just live in it, but yeah, I agree with, <laughs> with what you guys are saying that it is, we do what we need to do all the things. But when I was looking at, um, I want to jump back to something Tim said kind of earlier on, and I think it's sort of woven its way through. And that is that th these things are all coming. If we jump back to this chart here where you can see the new core web vitals that are search signals, but the stuff that came before, there's, there's nothing bad there. Like yeah. we can all agree that every one of those things, mobile friendly, safe browsing, HTTPS, and no intrusive interstitials, like every one of those things makes for a better experience for your clients. Every one of these other core web vitals, if you do well with those, they are also going to make for a better experience for our visitors. It's a, it's a little bit. So, you know, the fact that these are all coming, like Google is guiding this big giant barge, right? It's, it turns slowly, but they're guiding it to a better experience for everybody. So I don't, I don't think of them as the enemy. I think of that no, as like, yeah. They really want it to be a better experience for the end user. And sometimes they have to like bully us into doing that. But uh, yeah. it's a little bit like yeah. back when we had uh, Eric Dingler on, he was talking about accessibility and it's like, yeah, you can get fined. But like, if you do this, it just makes your site better. Like every one of those sort of things just are just right gonna make you. your site better. And they're gonna make it, yeah. even for people who don't have any disabilities or issues, you know, it's like, the, it would it just is good practice to do it and so i think this is one of those things too the issue is when you get things like a client freaking out that's coming to you saying like why are my numbers wrong and things like that that we have to handle but in the end i don't think that even that is the worst case scenario i mean that's somebody coming to you that you have an opportunity to sell some work to you know yeah I guess the question will be for us to assess, well, how long is it going to take for us to fix a website? It's not going to be the same for every website, for mm -mm. example. I think someone was talking about sliders and like, you know, yeah. there's all the things that we've been wanting to get rid of for a really long time. So maybe for some clients, it's going to mean a complete redesign because their website is just not going to be optimized no matter what we do to it. There might be some websites that you can just run an image optimization tool through it. You can maybe switch out some images on mobile compared to on desktop because Divi allows you to do that. It's a super easy process. So, you know, yay for Divi and some of its enhancements. 
Um, it could be that you change their cache over to something like WP Rocket that's going to help them do the JavaScript. You know, that could be a really quick process for some websites where maybe you spend a couple of hours. But for some, it's going to be a really big deal. And for some of them, they're just not going to get past the fact that they want a slider on the homepage and that's all they care about. Um, and and that's you know, okay. you're not going to win that battle. Yeah, because that, that yeah. slider, that, that, slider that, that may work for that business, it may just be how they want to present themselves. They want to show a number of different services that they provide using a slider. And, and, they, and there's nothing wrong with having sliders. Oh, um, there's so much wrong with having sliders. No, and it's okay. It's all right. It's all right to have a slider. I think, I think it really depends. I think it really depends on the business. Uh, and when we say sliders, you might you, that might just be something that's a fade in, fade out scenario rather than your mm. your, your actual movement. Um, yeah. Sorry, Tim, you're going to say. Something. Oh no, no, no! I was just going to say, like, uh, as long as the slider doesn't affect the cumulative layout shift. Where, for example, when you have sliders, where the slides have different heights. And yeah. so when it changes right. from one side to another, it shifts the yeah. whole page down. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a no, no, you don't want that. But, but yeah, right. like this doesn't mean like for like, for example, LCP largest content full paint, like it doesn't mean you can't have like big images, like uh, Mike right. brought up photography websites, like they're going to have like really yeah, know, yeah. large and a lot of images, like it doesn't mean don't do it. You just go through the proper steps to optimize the images and, uh, you know, yeah. serve and them have a kick ass cache. Have yeah, good exactly. hosting. We haven't talked hosting, but hosting is suddenly going to matter more than it used to. Yeah. Yay! Like, Hooray. that's a win for all of us, right? <laughs> it is. It is. It's a complicated yeah. one. We're going to tackle that pretty soon in the next in the next few weeks because that's a that's a tricky one right now. There seems to be a lot of shifts, and to me at least, it seems like it in the hosting world. There's some mm -hmm. things that have changed recently that I think have affected it a lot. Um, speaking of uh, well, we weren't speaking of it. It was in my head. I was speaking of it to myself. <laughs> Go on. Tell us. I was thinking about Divi back in the day. Can you imagine if we all still had the header jump? Oh. <laughs> if that would hit our, the cumulative web, sh web, sh I can't say any of them. I don't layout know. Shift. The layout yeah. shift. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, I on the Divi topic, uh, Carlos and Andy have been going back and forth in the chat over on YouTube. So if you guys want to go check out their conversation, but Carlos was saying, this has been going on for, for a while now, as we've been talking about these we other things, I feel like they up. should feel like they should pay better attention to what we're saying, but they're talking. About <laughs> yeah. They're having a separate conversation. I know. Yeah, totally. So, but we're just, I'm just eavesdropping on it. So, um, Carlos was saying he doesn't like the new GT metrics report, which I mean, I think by a show of hands, who here was like, what the heck when they first opened that up and it was totally different. I was like, what is happening? So um, it takes a little getting used to, but Andy's saying, uh, he says, uh, why the waterfall is still there. Now the web vitals numbers support what matters the most rather than just looking at overall score. Well, here's where it gets interesting. Now, Carlos says, ah, is it's just many people used to say Divi is bloated, Divi is slow, Divi is heavy. If before you had a 90 score after the update, it's something like the 50s. So are we getting different numbers in Divi now that the report is different? It doesn't mean the site is different, but like, are we, are we seeing worse numbers and this is something i don't know the answer yeah. to this i've just been like i said listening in on their conversation and uh well, certainly that the bar has changed right like the things that used to matter now there's recognition that other things are going to matter a little bit more right. in terms mm -hmm. of google and so yeah i think there were definitely people who were trying to get a really good score and we've said this a number of times on this like the score you get on dt metrics isn't the end of the world because sometimes the score that you get on that like the little things you need to do to get the 100% don't actually make a difference in the real world and so people can spend hours and hours and hours and get like freaked out about the number and try and do all the things but this is showing that they change the bar and suddenly your score changes so it's not about like all of the little individual things it's about what stuff actually really matters and clearly they've changed it because they're saying well what we said mattered has modified. And now these are the things that matters. Um, and maybe all these people who are getting their 100% were, 
we're doing things that actually don't really matter that much now. It's yeah. not about those teeny tiny little things. So don't get so hung up on your 99% on GT metrics because maybe that's not what it's all about. And maybe their score has just recognised, oh, we were prioritising things that probably didn't yep. need to be prioritized as much. I think this is a huge opportunity for all of us, you guys. This is It's time to get out there in front of it. Do not wait for your clients to call you up and say, why are my numbers looking so terrible? Even if nothing has changed on your site, get out in front of it. Show them like you understand what Google is all about. You understand the changes that are coming before they're happening. I mean, this is a sales opportunity for us. And it's another opportunity to just get in front of your client and show them that you're an expert. So you, you know, you can get out there and say like, these things weren't a critical ranking factor before, but they are now and we'd like to address it. You know, what I mean, boom, like what a perfect way to impress your clients and, and to actually help them. I think there's yeah. another, another uh, factor that, um, people are perhaps not aware of. And if you've set Google oh. Analytics Google Analytics up for any of your clients and they're actively looking at their, you, you know, maybe they're looking at funnels, maybe they're looking at um, how many users are coming to the, to the website, um, looking at the behavior. Um, Google has shown for quite a while a, a page speed optimizations that link to page speed insights and suggestions. So it will show you over a period of time. So like an average, so whatever, in fact, whatever um, period of time that you want, because you know you can set the dates within Google Analytics, and it will say this is your average page speed for the user over a period of time. So what people tend to do is they say, well, it's loading really quick for me now, um, but actually this will also be a really good reflection of your hosting. And what you'll see sometimes is you'll see like a, a graph of, of maybe even a day where all of a sudden the average page um, loading speed has gone up and you think, well, why has it done that that day? And you wouldn't have been aware of it. You've, you've been working on another website, but your customers are on it and they're looking at it and they're starting to be exposed to this by other agencies that are coming along and perhaps working with those customers and starting to look at them and saying, you need to get onto your web developer because you know, there was a problem on such and such a day. But have a look at it. Go on to Google Analytics. Have a look at the uh, page speed optimization suggestions. I know we've got Google Analytics 4 now, and it's a little bit little bit more tricky to, to find what was a little bit more obvious before. Um, some Google likes to like keep us more. on our toes. That's it. Some people might like it a little bit more. But it's a very good... Uh, way of of seeing that and then you can see over a period of time it gives you like a a green it's been a hundred percent better or actually red 200 percent worse but the problem is people the customers are seeing that as well and so if they're if they're being exposed to that information uh then they're asking questions about it and then they start to click a little bit further and and suddenly see what the overall score that google's actually giving the site um and it's based on it's usually based on mobile. So it's just another thing to, to be aware of and to look at. Um, we were gonna have a quick talk um, about images as well. We, we Sarah just briefly mentioned it about sort of image optimization. And I think it's always the, the, the one to go after first anyway. And Google will pick this, pick this up in a number of different ways in its lighthouse audit. One of the things it'll do is it'll talk about setting explicit width and height on images. And it's something that I've noticed with a few uh, Divi sites um, where I've been looking at it and thinking, why does it keep saying that? Why does it keep bringing this up? I've got it set correctly. And then you go into Divi and you might explicitly set a width and height within, um, within an image um, instead of just using auto. And you'll say, okay, I'm going to set this explicitly but actually it doesn't actually do it um so what i've had what i've learned is to actually use the code module within divi and actually uh, or use the text module you can use a code or a text module and just load your image in a different way um i found that with the image module um that that didn't work for me i'd be really interested to see uh, in the chat if anybody else has had the same experience so just load up any of your websites 
Right That's click. crap though. Like it, is. it mm. really annoys me when things have to be done with the code module because the whole point mm. of using Divi is so that our clients can have a really good experience of modifying their website moving forward. Yeah. And so if like like you're saying, okay, so let's do it within the um, text module. If someone does that, as soon as they change out the image, it's going to like lose all the stuff you're talking about. So yeah. unless Divi can build it into the image module, it's actually taking away from what Divi is and why we choose to use Divi. Like if I just wanted to use code modules, I wouldn't use Divi. Like no. I would build the whole site with code, but I use yeah. Divi because <laughs> right. I need to use the image module so that my clients can change out their images. So for me, that's one of those ones, well, unless Divi fixes it, like my client is going to have to live with a crap score on that part because I'm not going to use the code module for an image because it takes away from how the client can use their own website. I don't know. I feel really funny about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so Mike, is it the the metric that says or or the warning or whatever that says that you've you have images that have been resized with CSS? Is that what you're talking about? Uh no. It's it's specifically um setting uh, a width and a height on actually set actually it's looking for the image. Uh, within the code, it's saying it's just coming up as auto. So it's not actually showing, um, if you don't actually specifically set, say, 71 pixels by 71 pixels, then... And that's not uh, mobile friendly. Like, no, no, it's Setting not. an image to a specific pixel, that's working against what Google wants. Google wants it to be mobile friendly. Like, if you want an image to sit at half the width of a website, you can't say I want it to be 700 pixels because that yeah. doesn't work. I don't understand yeah, that one. Yeah, it's an interesting one because if you um, if you go into uh, the image module, you'll see that you can actually, as you know, um, you can set whatever uh, yeah. size that you want. Um, but that doesn't actually translate onto the page and show you what you've done. So it, it, it puts it further up um, in the DOM tree. So you're like looking at it and you're thinking, well, why is it set it at that level? It needs to be set further down. So it's it was an interesting thing that I started looking at a few weeks ago. And um, it was one of those things I was going to get onto Elegant Themes about and start asking them uh, at the time. And then, as usual, life came along and sidetracked me into something else. Uh, but it's an interesting um it's an interesting thing to, to just try it yourself. Just put an image on a page, set the, um, the, the width and height on it, um, which you can do within an image module, and then see if that actually shows you that width and height when you actually go and inspect it. Um, because Google will report it and it will say this image doesn't have an explicit width and height on it. I think, I think if I'm understanding correctly, so Divi when you set the width and height, it does it based off of the classes it it, it generates dynamically and, yes. it, and it sets the width and height within the, that CSS, yes. right? Instead of within the HTML of the image, right? Yes, yes, that's and correct. So, and I think the reason why it does that is for uh, when you're doing, because you can do like responsive, for example. So you can say, okay, yeah. within tablet, change it to be 700 pixels wide. Yeah. And so it, it, it creates those CSS media queries. And so I think to yeah. answer what Sarah's saying is it's doing that. It's like it's making it less user-friendly when you're talking about optimization because you're trying to achieve those things. But the reason why it does it that way is so that you can easily go and, and define the different width and height for the different devices. And so it's kind of a trade-off because it's like, yeah, if optimization <laughs> is the highest priority, then you're going to, you know, you're making yourself do more work because you have to use a code module. And so, yeah, it's one of those things because That's it's like- That's what they're saying. Like, it's not mobile friendly. What do you yeah. mean? That's setting what a specific, saying. Setting a specific pixel width not responsive. is not- that's not a responsive image. It's. I don't think it's about the responsiveness. It's about actually. Um, it. It. Be, it's part of CLS. So it's basically saying if you don't tell us what the the specific width and height is of this um, module or this this image that you've put in, then we're we're just making it up as we go along. So what it's it, if it's just set to auto, it's not showing you 
it's you're not you're yeah, not but everyone's got a different enough. monitor size so but, like yeah. 700 but, on my monitor is going to look stupid on your monitor exactly and that but that's the thing is that uh when you if you go and actually try it you'll see exactly what google are, are talking about and you'll see a whole load so we had a particular website where they they'd actually created within the branding all these bespoke images and so it was it was a bit of a game trying to get them always to line up and make sure that they were all the same size so that as it went down as you just dragged the browser down you could drag it down and it looked all nice and uniform so we were really pleased with that originally when we put that together great and now Google's complaining because it doesn't have an explicit width and height set on it. So, and, and then we... Well, I, I think I got, that's one of those ones where Google has to shove it because <laughs> the user experience <laughs> is more important. Well, so, like, I so mean this in mayor, the best way, right? Like, this there. is where I'm saying the end user is the most important. And if the end user gets a really ugly looking website because you set it to 702 pixels and then it looks terrible on every screen monitor except for 1080 monitors, well, then that's a problem. And I don't think that I'm going to just bend to what Google is saying purely because of that. And I think there's, I don't know. I do have a question about that in that I'm looking at um, some HTML within my website, and although it has height as auto and width as auto, it also within the HTML has max width of um, set within the HTML. And I do wonder, I would think it would be very smart if Google would consider that that was part of the answer, that you're at least telling it don't go bigger than this particular size. I don't know if it is. Maybe the answer is using... Um, a content delivery network, like maybe there are other answers than just this one little thing. But I think this one little thing, I wouldn't be jumping to adding specific pixel heights and widths um, quickly, personally. Um, and so I guess I just want to say, like, even though you might see this big list of things you need to do, I think you need to assess what is important for the end user. And don't just jump to every little thing because I think this one is going to cause more issues for the end user than um, it might be worth in your rankings that you would benefit. Yeah, I, I still don't fully understand Google's perspective on this. So basically, Google's saying having hard-coded, like defined image pixel width and height within the HTML, not even CSS, has to be within the, the HTML, creates a better user experience. But what, like, I'm trying to understand wh nah. where are they coming at that from? It's just like hard pass. Because, because what they're <laughs> yeah. saying is you're reserving that space. You're reserving that space in the browser window for that image. It's part of the CLS. So it's Okay, so then if, so then if, if it's defined with CSS, then it's going to take more time for the CSS to load and define yep. how the image, and that's going to create the shift. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. yeah that's that's complicated. That's getting like pretty deep into the. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, and it was, uh, it was, it took quite a few hours of uh, playing playing around with it. One. But just coming back to what Sarah was saying about, um, you know. Uh, you know, picking your battles and or thinking about what you're, about gonna, what you're going to do. It's it, it made a difference when I made the changes. So from a score perspective, it was I I, I saw it as low hanging fruit, and that's just uh, you know it's subjective. So uh -huh. somebody else might see it as it's not important. I just can thought, I okay, I can do that. Mm. It can does it have to be pixels? Like if it's about reserving the space on a screen and sorry if I'm going too deep or this doesn't make sense or whatever but if it's about reserving the space on a screen why couldn't you use like 50 vertical width I would think you can like yeah yeah so it's about it having a number in there it's not about what about percentages it's, yeah I think you can I think it's I think it's about reserve it's about setting it's about it, it not saying auto yes yeah, it's about okay. having it defined in the HTML and not in the CSS. So, so if that's that the case the and it matters reserved. about the home page specifically as the biggest, biggest bugbear, then I guess what you could do is that's where you have the, uh, what's it called? Like that's where you kind of meet in the middle 
And yeah. just for the homepage, just for the first load, that's where you use your code module or your whatever and you define it. But you define it using vertical width or vertical height or percentage. If you don't know what vertical width and vertical height is, it's basically a percentage, but it's a percentage based on how wide is the screen or how high is the screen. Um, it's a and view, so viewport or viewfinder, though it's not vertical. Viewport. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. Whatever it is. Vertical um, viewport height. Width, viewport height. Yeah, yeah. Video, vertical height doesn't make sense. True. No. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. It's early. It's early, sir. If you use that, then the advantage is you are still making it um, responsive. I, like I just think being responsive is more important than these terms. But if you can use these terms and if just for the homepage, maybe your way around that is you say to the client, look, we've made your website really friendly for your update in absolutely every spot except this one spot. And the reason we've done it on this one spot is because it matters for Google. Um, so if you want to change that image out, just let me know and I'll change it for you. I guess that would be the way around it, but you wouldn't want to do that through your whole website. So no. if it's just no. something where on the homepage you could make it matter, um, then yeah, sure, go and use your code module and then offer to your client that you will update those images if they need updating. I guess that's the way around it until Divi fixes it. And so Mike, if you go and talk to Divi, you can let us know whether or not they I fix will. the code module so that it stops saying auto. Yeah. Sure. The image Sounds great. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's it's just, a, like I said, it was just something that I saw and I thought, well, what can I do about this? Is there anything I can do? And that's another thing with the Lighthouse audit as well. It just shows you um, how it sees it and how important it is. So, it'll give, again, it'll just rank it red, amber, and, and, uh, and actually gray for things that you're okay on. Um, so you can see there are some greens for things where it says you passed the audit, but then it will just give you information in the gray of things that perhaps didn't make it into the most important parts that you need to address or that it thinks you need to address anyway. But I always come back to it and I, and, you know, I've just, again, taking, uh, everything you've said, what's the user experience like, how quick does it really load? And is this something that, you know, everybody's just getting really overexcited about? And um, and as a couple of our um, people in the chat tonight have, and it's it's a hot topic and it's a really interesting topic and it'll run and run and run. So we've we've nearly come up to the hour and uh, I thought it'd be just a uh, quick one to see what uh, everybody's final thoughts are on this uh, on this topic. So Sarah, um, Stephanie, rather, what do you... What's your uh, final thought? I oh man, I gotta just put this comment up. Nancy says, Mike, you gotta stop listening to Marchin because uh -huh. he's going Marchin uh -huh. is our pal and he <laughs> he goes on and on about all this kind of stuff. But he's a Divi <laughs> hater, so we're gonna get his name off of this <laughs> screen right here. Uh, <laughs> we like him anyway. But um I think I think like I said before, just view this as an opportunity an opportunity to improve your site and improve websites that you build and also as an opportunity for sales. Fun yeah. fact, I have a client who came to us a, like maybe two months ago was a, way ahead of the curve. He was like, I want to make sure my site's ready for um, the web, the core web vitals, but I hadn't heard any client mention it. I think he's actually the only one ever who, so far who has to me and he was like because i'm gonna start getting a lot of traffic on my site because he's running ads and he's right. doing all this stuff like he's a he's really smart at doing this he's done it for um his job before and now he decided like oh, i got enough connections i'm gonna do it and he was he said he was gonna hit a, a million views monthly he just hit a million daily Wow. A million wow. Wow. views daily. I'm like, that's oh exciting, my gosh. isn't it? I'm that's so cool. glad I'm not in charge of his hosting because that sounds <laughs> so terrifying. Yeah. Uh -huh. but, uh, we'll be moving that website. But yeah, but he, so he was really focused on all this. And his website's a perfect example too, though, because it's got ads on it, which he, somebody was just telling me like the type of ads he's running. They had a site without the ads, it would load in like 0.3 seconds. With the ads, 18 seconds. That wow. drastic of a difference because of the server it's pulling the ad feed from. And yep. there, there's literally like nothing you can do. So anyway, yeah, really it's, all a, it's all a mix of everything. But yeah, I, that's a really good point because I think that more and more people are heading 
to using different services and maybe this is another topic that we can we can cover in the next few weeks but using external services and just loading these services onto to their existing websites as a lot of a lot of businesses running javascript overlays javascript onto um existing websites that'll be mm-hmm. very interesting to see how that plays out um sarah final thoughts uh my final thoughts and what i'm planning on doing is i reckon run this on your own website or if you're a web developer who's managing websites maybe pick one of your websites that gets a lot of traffic because it's much easier to manage um the google search console results if they're getting a lot of traffic so for example my website doesn't get heaps of traffic so it like within google search console the results that it gives you aren't very helpful so maybe pick a website whether it's yours or whether it's a client that gets a lot of traffic and just go through the things and see if you can get your head around it Um, once you've got your head around it then i think the advantage is going into building new websites you can do it right from the beginning so that's where i'm going to focus my energies on um i don't want to freak out all of my clients just yet partly because i don't want to have to take on all the work of doing it um i think i want to give it a little bit of time and maybe just the clients who have really high uh traffic um, or are really on top of their Google rankings. I might target them specifically, but everyone else, I'm just going to let it settle for a little while, I think. Um, and my goal is going to be get my head around it so I understand it and maybe do the work on my website so that then as I go into new websites, I can make sure that I am actually going to set it up right from the beginning. I think that's, yeah. you know, the most important smart priorities yeah, for me. It's a good plan. Yeah. Sounds good. And uh, Tim? Yeah. So my final thought is, uh, don't freak out (laughs) over this stuff. I know a lot of times there's these things that happen, you know, at one point, I think it was 2019, it was GDPR. Everyone was freaking out about GDPR. Not not that big a deal. So, uh, I think, and especially with Google, Google uses scare tactics. (laughs) What's that? I feel like GDPR is kind of a big deal, just not in our country. (laughs) <laughs> it, it's a big deal in that it's important, but it's not a big deal that in that like small sites where most of oh, us yeah. are, are building are actually getting penalized. But true, true, true. Um, okay. Google uses scare tactics. I, I mean, for uh, good reasons, like we said, it's to make the web better and make the user experience better. But they they kind of position it as in like you're going to get penalized if you don't do these things, and that hasn't historically hasn't happened. Uh, with for, for example, with the interstitial update, they basically said if you have pop-ups that block the entire viewport right when the page loads, you're going to get penalized. And I follow SEO experts that like literally tested that and saw no drop in rankings or anything, and so it was kind of more of a bluff for the sake of making the world or the web a better place. Uh, so it's yeah. for a good reason. And so I think that that this kind of falls into that category where it, you know, it might affect rankings a little bit, but it's not going to, like we talked about earlier, all of a sudden just like completely gut your search engine traffic because, you know, you your cumulative laid out shift is, is above the recommended limit or whatever it may be. Again, I'm not yeah. saying to ignore this. I'm just saying, don't stress about it. Make it something that you, you focus on amid all of your other things that you focus on, uh, which if you are, uh, for example, your own website, content should always be most important. You know, what you're putting out there, your blog articles, you know, the value you're putting out into the world should be the most important. And then the other things should be secondary. And so uh, don't like derail everything you have planned for the next few months to get everything squared away for core web vitals, because I personally don't think it's going to. Uh, be devastating like uh, some people do so yeah and I think that that's a really good point I think also just my own final thought on it is that um, if you've never looked at this before if this is something that's brand new to you um, it's it's worth just right clicking inspecting running a lighthouse audit looking at what's been what Google sees but don't say oh that's it that's the only uh, audit that I can do on this look at the desktop audit, look at the mobile audit, and then run it again because very often you'll get a different score. And uh, and actually it's it, it, it might be close, um, but pay attention to what it's saying, but don't, 
don't take it and think right that's it I've, I've been looking after my customers websites for a long time and now what I've got to do is I've got to strip it all back change it all and actually make the website boring and and that's part of my my worry was with this was like it's focusing on things with CLS with animations and things like that so it's taking the fun away a little bit of it and some of the things that you see people do with websites are incredible so we don't want to lose that creativity um we want to still enjoy some of the amazing websites that people come up with um uh, that would never pass some of these scores because of everything that's happening but it's fun so um you know as the panel the rest of the panelists have said tonight you know let's just let's just keep a keep a lid on it but be aware of it don't be caught um not understanding and not knowing about it so um, thanks to everybody uh, that's out there in our on our chat room this evening. It's been uh, been another really interesting uh, hour. Um, for those of you that have not visited before, there's an elephant in the room here, and we need you all to go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash divi chat and give us a give us a really good rating uh, and tell us what you think. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, if you can hit the like button, thank you, Miro and Carlos. Is usually in the uh, in our chat room encouraging everybody to to like and share and subscribe and we will see you all next week for another jiffy chat thank you all thanks everyone take care bye bye see you later